Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Everybody, I'm Sue Rose Minahan and host of Talk Cosmos, an astrological conversation that's been going on since 2018 every week. And we have three panels. Today, I'm really glad that we're returning with Cosmic Collaboration, which started off the whole panel idea. Life evolves. I don't know about all of you, but it certainly feels very intense that way sometimes. Just when you think it's together, it's like, holy mackerel, another issue in life. Today is, I have to be reminded, is July 18th, 2021. Very special day as always it is. And we are talking about the United States of America. It has a moon just like every chart does. It's in Aquarius and we're at that balsamic point. We're going to explain just to get us all on the same page what these terms mean, but it is a progressed moon. It's a matter of measurement. You take a day per year and the moon, because it's the fastest orbiting planetary object in, in the, in our solar system. And we call it a luminary because it doesn't emit light. It reflects light, but the moon goes through a sign every two and a half days compared to even Mercury that takes 100 and, well, it takes a long time. I'm thinking 100, anyway, um, 16 days, I think. But at any rate, the point being that this progression is also a cycle. There's many cycles. Astrology is cycles. We look at them, we reflect on them, we compare them, introspect all these different uh, methods. And so the point is, is that it takes 27, 28 years for this progressed moon to go through each sign. We're at the very tail end of it, the balsamic, and we'll explain that a little bit further. So our title is the USA progressed moon. And who is our family? That could be one of the driving elements as we go through our potpourri of talking, which we do with this wonderful panel that I have of really great astrologers. So with no more ado, or it, we now are ready for the Cosmic Cab Collaboration Panel. Investigating the deeper archetypal questions related to understanding astrological energetic aspects for growth patterns to unify mind, body, spirit, and emotions, this is your Cosmic Collaboration Panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Susie Kerr Wright, astrologer, certified psychic medium, tarot reader, life coach, and Reiki master. I love to bring what I call cosmic common sense to the world through private sessions as well as all types of media. 
My work has been published in Chewy.com, Brides Magazine, Good Housekeeping, Cosmopolitan, Elle, Bustle, and more. And I'm a regular guest on Today in Nashville. I've had my own radio shows, and I was the weekly on-air astrologer for WSCA-FM. And I love to teach astrology and psychic development. And I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, you are the entire ocean in a drop. <laughs> yes, it's actually a larger uh, where he's reflects on that, but what a wonderful way to always begin here with wonderful Amanda and Susie and myself. So to discuss just a little bit, I had explained that the progressed moon is this cycle. It goes in a sign, which I perhaps didn't uh, explain, that it's in two and a half years of a cycle, and maybe I didn't. So it's a 27 it, it, when it finally returns back, which it is. It's in Aquarius. So I think we were going to mention what the uh, phases are and also a little bit more about the progressed moon. And if I under, if I remember in our little previous uh, checkup that, Susie, you were going to identify some of the foundational concepts of that. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Um, for, for those of you that don't, uh, don't really know astrology well. Uh, or even if we do. The, or even if you do, yeah. Um, this is just like a kind of a basic rundown of like the moon phases and what they feel. And it's related to, you know, planting, of course, because that is, you know, that's what um, for, for great analogy. millennia, everybody's been, you know, planting by the moon, right? So if you think of life, things things in your life, events in your life, whatever it is that, that you're doing um, as, as the seed that you're planting on the new moon, that's where you plant it. Everything goes underground at that point on a new moon. And you begin, and life begins in a place that you can't see. Events begin in a way that you can't necessarily see them. Um, the crescent moon is the next phase. And that's about germination and sprouting. So when you plant a little herb garden, you know, you want to get the seedlings, put them in your kitchen or whatever, and, and let them germinate a little bit before you, you know, before you um, take them outside and let, let them start fending for themselves. Um, the first quarter moon is where the seedling becomes the plant. It becomes a stronger plant. Um, I'm just going to run through these very quickly. So if, if you want me to elaborate on anything, just let me know. Yeah. You might say, thank you so much for this. But astrologically, there is certain uh, uh, angles. So in other words, the uh, germination would be a sextile, 60 degrees. And then mm, uh -huh. the first quarter is and so you're doing beautifully but if we yeah could, okay since you asked yeah pieces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, good and, good and so uh so we've got the crescent moon the first quarter is you know when when the growth spurts happen um the the gibbous moon is where the buds form and the fruit starts to grow and that would be go uh sue did you want to oh. Offer oh, no, 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 oh, no. Okay. Well, the first um, quarter we'll go back to, since now we are understanding how we're going to proceed, <laughs> is, is like 90 degrees, and that's at, at, at tension. And it it is amazing that we, there's always in this energetic development, it seems, like you said, you begin this un, 
I love the fact that you said that it was where you can't see it, reminding us of this. Because sometimes in this world, we think, oh, we plan it. We know what it's going to become. But really, as far as in this truth of it, we're not sure how it's going to develop, whether all our promises and wishes are going to develop, right? Yeah. So so much like there's a certain amount of faith that's required to get through that period of time, right? So so then as, you know, and then a square, of course, is always a challenge where we grow, right? So it's, it can be difficult, but, but it's worth it. You know, it's where the buds begin, right? So, yeah, yeah. and you know, in fact, I have a dear friend who's leaving the island here and left me her orchids. Now, I'm not a big orchid uh, farmer. I love to garden, and I say farmer because, you know, I'm used to drought, I'm used to this, but orchids have their own temperament and they need indirect light. So here I think I'm at a square point with these poor um, orchids <laughs> because I'm thinking, am I going to get them in the right Undirect, indirect light or the right amount of water, we'll find out. So I think that's an <laughs> element of like, you know, it, it may not get past that little uh, tension conflict, but hopefully, yeah, yes. Yeah, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just have to keep going back and, and relearning, you know, the lessons. It's, squares are so important. They are, they are just so important. I have a lot of them in my chart, so I'm very familiar with squares. Um, they can well, be good resolution. Even, yeah. Go ahead, and even yeah. you seemingly fail, you're learning something. And, and sometimes... Sometimes when you you quote unquote fail, it's the 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 best learning. Mm-hmm. You know? Beautiful. It's so true. In yep. fact, I, I'm not always so quick on the draw to recognize that. I have to admit, I get a little caught up with my emotional business because we're talking moon too, and it is emotion. But later yeah. I'll go. Well, that person was a good avatar for my change. Exactly. <laughs> well, just always, you know, one of the things that I've been repeating a lot lately, so I must need to remember this myself, is that things happen for us, not to us. So mm-hmm. yes. remember that. It's like, I'm uh, write that down. Okay. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, it seems to be a mantra in my life right now. I've, I've been hearing <laughs> that a lot. I'm seeing it, I'm feeling it. So, um, well, so go then, back to the gibbous. Go so, back to the gibbous, because yeah. this is important. And gibbous, we might say, is an old terminology of where it's still developing. Somehow I have to memorize mm-hmm. that term. It's never gibbous. It's not something we use in any other context, unless one of you are familiar, except astrology. It must have, yeah. Yeah. And so so the gibbous, is it, it's kind of like... Um, it's where things become perfected, I guess, is there, is there going to be? Um, and, you know, uh, it's interesting because people that are born under gibbous moons are always questioning. They're always questioning and trying to be precise about certain things. And um, and so I was actually born under a gibbous moon. So you got me there again. Um, <laughs> well, Susie, going back to my my example with this, these dear little orchids that are blooming, if if maybe that's the deal if they it continues that process of trying to figure out how to resolve something it's like i'm going to be this but what am i going to be a big this a little this and over here this a little slightly yeah it's because your experience has grown from the seed Uh part where you really hadn't noticed what was happening so now it is that further development i mean the leaves are either yellow or else they're strong and healthy and if they're yellow is that too much water not enough water, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> all these elements. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of, I mean, you know, we do a whole, whole show just about this. <laughs> so, well, it's okay. Um, we, we are in cancer yeah. right now and it is still, I mean, we're just on the cusp, but, but uh, yes, the moon 
is ruling cancer. So we're not too far off. Um, so the next phase, of course, is the full moon, and that's when we get to see the results. We get to its maturity. Um, everything is ripened and it's blooming, and you're like, okay, this was supposed to be a red thingy majiggy, but it's a green thingy majiggy. Okay, you know, <laughs> you can go back and try and plant a red thingy majiggy, or you can, you know, just love on the green thing and you know make more of those. Um, but it's a time where you get to see the results of things. Or it's perfect. Maybe could it be just just what you hope? It's perfect. It was like. Yeah. Oh, Oh my gosh, I'm going to bring this to the fair and we're going to win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember, you know, the county fair. Well, you know, full moon people are just so fascinating to me because they, you know, their energy is, I know we're not, we're not going to talk about No, no this no, is good. This is good. Like I a man said, we'll go with the because I know so many of them and, and they're just, you know, they're amazing people because they're catalysts. They are such catalysts for, for mm. others because they, re, they reflect back onto people they, they reflect back onto people. Oh, yeah. And so when you meet a full moon person, you're going to become aware of things about yourself without them doing anything necessarily or saying anything, you know, and, and that's why, you know, I, I jokingly say and jokingly, this is jokingly, um, that full moon people, you either love them or you hate them. Because, you know, <laughs> well, I can think of some examples where you this are. Is the truth. This is the truth. We'll just keep that axiom and people can ref reflect, right? Reflect on that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. So, um, so now we're tipping phase, the. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to the other side of things, right? So, so everything is, you know, the harvest has happened. So now what's happening is um, we're in the disseminating phase. We come to the point where the fruit falls, the seeds drop, the flowers fade. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a closing in. It's kind of a, it, it's a, it's a, you're beginning the wrap up because this is going to lead to what we're talking about with the U.S. moon here. You're beginning the wrap up. Okay. And so, um, third, the third quarter is, uh, is where the, the next phase would be the, where the leaves mature and they start to change color. If you're, you know, just again, talking about plants, um, it's, uh, you know, sometimes this is a period of time in your in your life when you're in your third quarter moon where you may have to walk away from things that you um you know that have been in your life for a long time let it's a letting go you know um it's a letting go and sometimes that can be absolutely beautiful you know if you've ever been to new england during leaf peeping season you know um but uh but you know but there's always this kind of melancholy around it the, with that third quarter moon and then finally the balsamic moon and this is where the leaves fall the plant either dies naturally or withdraws and it's a very hermit-like um period of time where you go inward you know balsamic people are very introspective um people that are born under balsamic moons they can be loners they can you know they're um a lot of times they're a little bit behind the curve, you know, in, in their lives. Um, they, they achieve their greatness later in life. Um, they're, uh, they're, they can be very quiet. So it's a very, it's, it's that, you know, um, it's, it's that time to, uh, to, to reflect. And, yeah. and this is where we are as a country. We right are. Thank you, Susie. Cause I'll, here I'm echoing. I think that'll be. We it'll be next year. Why am I echoing? Okay, it'll be next year that we are going to have this uh, um, 
solidified. I think it was October 12th, 2022. So we have a year in that whole, because in Aquarius, it's a two and a half year sign. And you know what I was noticing? I was trying to reflect if it's Oh no, maybe I'm wrong about that. Okay, never mind of that little math business I did really quick. Forget <laughs> oh, it. God, don't do math. Yeah, no, no, I know it was like <laughs> thank you. We're not doing math too. So yes. So back to this thought about the balsamic, because naturally, as it is, it's paralleling our pandemic experience and reflecting. So it's natural. And let's talk. I know I'm at let's see. So the very fact of what progressed, it, it, I think we're going to talk about Moon in Aquarius. Is that it? We're going to talk about because it's Let's networking it. right off the bat. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. both of you have Moon in Aquarius. <laughs> I, and I have very uh, apt um, things in Aquarius myself. I'm a planet, so I mean, it's very prominent. But yes, yes. what is. Um, Aquarius in Moon. I know it's networking. I know a lot more, but let, let's hear. I'll hear it. Well, okay. So, Moon and Aquarius. I mean, where to start? I think. I think the biggest thing, and this very much applies to uh, the United States Moon, is that desire and emotional need to have freedom. So. Aquarius is, it's got to have its space. It's got to have its freedom to think how it wants to um, do as it pleases, whatever's correct and authentic for itself, because it has, it has its own unique um, just energy. And, and it's not really necessarily going to go with the, with what everybody else wants. That said, Aquarius is ruled by both Saturn and Uranus. So in some ways, it can be very Saturnian, which we don't always think of with Aquarius. So it can be really solid. And oftentimes it can stick with the cultural norms from a thought perspective. So thinking, one of the, the shadow sides of Aquarius is that thinking can get rigid and you have to think the same as everybody else. And I think we're seeing a lot of, um, a lot of that coming up right now in the U S um, and we have different groups that are thinking their way is the right way. And um, it's kind of coming to a head at this point. I love Amanda that you said this about groups because it is community you know aquarius wants like-minded it is the 11th sign and by that development it's very much wanting to elevate the you know the purpose of of its group but it can get like you it perhaps indicated when i see narrowing like who is my group so therefore it can begin we're getting combative you know which aquarius doesn't like to do but it it will defend its thoughts yeah, it's a framework. it's a fixed sign, so it's not afraid to stand its ground. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it has all the debate issues. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Susie, I think you're. I I hear you burbling there. Are you have something you no? It was you burbling. No. Yeah. <laughs> the thoughts. The thoughts. Agreeing. Burbling. I was okay. just agreeing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. you know. 
So going back to the moon itself, the moon for a mundane, which we're talking about in the United States, is the public. So as a group, it is the public. It is emotional, of course. It's how we, our opinions. It's about family and home. I mean, there's many more, but our security. And so I think there is a lot involved with the military in this regard when it comes to the public, with the moon for a mundane, for, for the for the group, the large group. Because, you know, like like Rumi said, you know, every drop makes the ocean and every drop in the ocean is us. So we're, we're all a collective whole here and it's our safety, but it's a masses of the whole. It also involves women, which, you know, the moon is often, I mean, there's been a, it often with the woman is, is, but for mundane, I think it is. And water, goodness knows we have too much or too little. It's like, how extreme can it get? Which really was when it comes to Aquarius, we know as evolutionary from that aspect, Amanda and I have focused on the evolutionary, although we embrace much more to say electric. But the fact is, is that it can, because of sudden changes, have trauma. So it, you know, that's what I'm saying. We have too much, too little. It's almost an indication. And it's ruler, just if we go into astrology, what is guiding that path is that ex, um, uh, planet of Uranus that breaks the, the pattern. So it's... Uh, you know, that's a great thing. It's innovative and uh, genius-like. There's a lot of innovation in the United mm -hmm. States. A lot of communication. Yes. Yeah, and that's a that's one of the things where, so with the the moon's progression, it's it's an evolution of on the emotional level. And so yes. we're, we're coming all the way around full circle back to our natal position. And here we are back in Aquarius and... We're seeing things like um, the public is now going up into space. We've got Jeff Bezos and um, who's the other guy? Uh, um, Musk. Musk. Yes, Elon, Elon Musk. Thank you. And, and you know I that is it, that's like the 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 moon as the public in mundane, literally yes. going to space. So really interesting right. things like that. I've got goosebumps all yeah. over my body. That's well, incredible. and you know, and the, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say in the vaccine technology. I mean, that's like the United States was definitely the forefront of that. And so that's that's all playing into it. So, Susie, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I was going to just I, I, I was a little bit behind. I, it just it if you think about like what has America been to this world? It's, it's like there's this emotional connection that people have with us as like this, you know, that you've, we've all heard that term, you know, the shining city on the hill kind of thing, you know, emotional and, caregiver. And the, yeah. Emotional, the, the, that caregiver and that, and that emotional representation, I think maybe that's more what I want to say is the emotional representation of freedom because freedom mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. everyone is different. And I, I never really Good thought about point. that. That was a shower thought I had this morning. I was like, That's so well, true. what is freedom? Why are we fighting? Everybody wants to be free. And I'm like, oh, what you think is freedom is yeah. different than what I think is freedom. And it's, here we are. And like, how well does that fit into the Aquarius archetype too? I mean, Aquarius, it's so like, it's just so individuated. We want you to be and free, so do what we say. It's, in, it's individualistic, <laughs> but it's individualistic. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's the big code word for the 11th sign, you know, for Aquarian is by that time, you know, we've gone through our personal all the way through the bottom hemisphere of, uh, in astrology as we represent it. And then on the upper hemisphere, this is like 180 degrees. And I know I'm throwing out some astrology, which astrologers understand. But the point is, by the time we're almost concluded and on a 
the humanity is um, individualized. It's like authentic, like you were talking about. Yeah, I love that. A shower awareness of freedom. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking all my best ideas in there. I need to keep some sort of recorder because as soon as I'm out, I forget usually, but I remember well, that one. You know, in, in the chart, okay, that's what I, because this really ties together with the inclusiveness and Neptune. I was thinking of the shower because another part of this chart is that our natal Neptune, the planet that represents the the, the uh, energies outside of our control, is in opposition of the one transiting right now. So the awareness of of you know stepping aside and maybe seeing it in its from that viewpoint of me versus that. And um, so the shower would represent and inclusiveness. So who is our family? Who is this? Who is our new network of of our like-minded group? And I pray, I will say this, that we can get beyond what the appearance is into the soul of what is, you know, the value. So that's, I will state that here. Well, and I was reading... Um a book by Patricia Walsh, Understanding Karmic Complexes. And she was talking about how joining a group is, uh, it's, it's Aquarian, not just because of community, but also because groups differentiate us from the whole. And so in a way, it's a form of rebelling from that, that wholeness or that oneness, which is a way to individuate in an Aquarian way. And that so reminds me of Beautiful. like back in the days, like, you know, you look at the generations and the way they dress and the way they connect with music and stuff. It's like, it, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's this kind of irony. I don't know if that's the right word to use of, you know, they, they, like I, I'm just thinking about too back in like my punk days, you know, like I was like, you know, I dressed like a punk. I wore the leather jacket. I wore the spikes. Oh I yeah, stuff. I was so I'm different yeah. because. So but then was part everybody of, else yes. that was into punk rock music. And Beautiful. I'm like, you know, so yeah, there was a difference, and yeah, we were rebelling. But then after a while, it was like everybody was doing that, and the, then at that point, it became kind of meaningless or less meaningful, yes. I guess. Right. So there's, there's that adjustment <laughs> period that has to happen where it's like, you know, okay, as soon as it is, as soon as the group gets too big, something has to shift, you know? Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's kind of like that, um, the, it's the difference between kind of Aquarius and Capricorn and how it's, there's, there's like a fine line between um, being in the group or being part of like the cultural norm and not being. And so Aquarius is kind of like, it's kind of doing a little bit of both and it's kind of like a dance back and forth in a way. Gorgeous. We are going to return on this note. This is Cosmic Collaboration Panel returning with Amanda Pierce of Seattle and Susie Wright of Nashville, Tennessee, and myself, Sue Minahan, Sue Rose Minahan of Kalua Kona. And we'll be back talking about the USA progressed moon and who is our family and everything else. And it's in Aquarius. Thank you. I gave till again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Tad. Please join me for an eight-week online course in personal mythology. In this course, we will explore some of the myths, the stories that shape who we are and how we walk through the world. Contrary to popular belief, a myth is not a falsehood, but rather a story that holds universal and collective truths. They are the stories woven through time, tethering us to our known ancestors and beyond. Using experiential exercises and reflective writing assignments, in this course you will come to know yourself in a new way. When you understand the story you are living, you can more consciously direct the narrative of your life. This class will be taught in an online platform, as well as over three Zoom calls. Class starts July 19th. For more information or to register, please go to my website, mythicsky.com. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So... Grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. This is Susie Kerr-Wright, astrologer and psychic medium, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaning of our roots in the stars. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Oh, hello, and thank you. Isn't that always extraordinary? I want to pick up on this thought. I know Laura Tad, Dr. Tad, is part of the um, Planet Buzz, and tomorrow is her course that's starting. So today, on the 18th, is the last day that one can register. I happen to register. It is a time for introspection, which is very close to this conversation that we're going to continue, and that's what I wanted to bring that up. And the reason I'm joining it is because I am really wanting to explore the why, the why of how I progress further. I've got ideas about Talk Cosmos and in my own personal, you know, we've made a lot of changes from the past. And it seems like this conversation we're having right now on cosmic collaboration with Susie Wright and Amanda Pierce and myself, Sue Minahan, is appropriate for the entire nation it is our nation. We are in this balsamic point of a mental energy that is really illustrated through other cycles that's coming at us from many angles. And that is what life does. We know that anyway. A change happens on many levels. So anyway, I wanted to give a plug. So do go 
I mean, how it relates and then introduce. That would be through Mythic Skies. Skies, so if anybody wants to do that. But back to our conversation, which is the oneness of finding our internal reflection. Yes, Susie. Are you um, just... <laughs> No, I'm disagreeing. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Well, you know, I found this interesting thing. If 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 you uh, if you don't mind, this is in. Um, oh, oh, thank you. Love I, it. I love Maria K. Uh, Maria K. Sims uh, wrote a book called Moontide Soul Passages, and I absolutely love this book. It's one one of my books that has like no spine left because I have read it and read it and read it so much. I love it. But she talks about the balsamic phase by progression, which is. Where, where we are, where we're coming to. Was there, did we find the date for that, by the way? Was that? The, it was October. That it will be October 12th, 2022. And I do have okay. it. I could pull it up, but that's when it will. I was perfect. just curious. But as we go into the, as we deepen into the balsamic phase by progression, this is, this is how she describes, if you don't mind me just reading this. Of course. Um, and just mention the book's name again, please. Yes. It's um, Moon Tide Soul Passages by Maria K. Sims. Moon tide soul passages. Mm -hmm. moon, okay. Moon, yeah, moon tides soul passages. And by again, I'm sorry, I'm Ma Maria K. Sims. Okay. And she Thank says you. when you enter the period of the balsamic phase by progression, during the years you pass by pass through the balsamic phase, you'll be finishing and letting go of things in your life and quite likely experimenting with various new things as well. This is a time of transition similar to Samhain myths and to the last falling leaves that give away to the onset of winter. Um, transition through death that is change. I'm going to skip down a little bit here. Um, some aspect of you that has been the core of your identity may have lost its luster and interest um, to the point that you're releasing it. The seed of what will become what one day will become a highly significant new identity may already be known to you at some level of consciousness and its emergence is just a short way down a crossroad path. You may not have consciously realized its potential yet, or even if it's something you've already begun, you've not yet defined its importance or decided on the path as your future direction. If that doesn't sum up where we are sitting in this moment, it's so perfect. It's, it's yeah. We don't know where we're going. We don't know. We're so still in the dark, but we know we're going somewhere. We know everything is changing. <laughs> yeah, it is and such a perfect description. And so fitting with the um, the Pluto return that's coming up for the U.S. as well. You oh know, it's gosh. like these things just kind of layer onto each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's a, you know, this, there, I, I posted something the other day, just on my Facebook page. I just, it was just a big, long thing, but it basically the, the short version of it is, I don't know the answers. Don't ask me for the answers. <laughs> well, well, you know, know. That's, and we're in the balsamic phase. So it's that Pisces energy. So it's like, let's just go with the flow. It's all we can really do and to flow with it and release what we can as it comes up. Mm-hmm. And really listening to each of these code words that you're each speaking, to me, I hear the universe trying to affect, or I'm not trying to affect, but we're relating to the universe. And I'm thinking right off the bat about not knowing, because Pluto, as you were mentioning with Amanda here, you know, is in Capricorn, and Capricorn wants to know. Capricorn is that authority that builds its life to, to be able to build something. And I remember 
Laura Nalbandian, who's a great astrologer and also instrumental in the Northwest, has a conference, but also very much on an international level too, increasingly. And I took a class and she said, and she's a Capricorn, that it was very, it's a huge growth process for a Capricorn. And so I'm, this is my long story about this, to say, I don't know. Because mm. usually it's the go-to, like in a family, the Capricorn taking responsibility, being accountable and all these parts that are so important for that Capricornian archetype to, to suddenly say, I don't know, is opening up. Uh, so it's very important that we don't. And along with that, wouldn't it be natural, of course, as we had about your shower experience that we, you know, we were thinking <laughs> that Neptune right now is in Pisces, which is a long 13, 14 year transit in its own sign of the unknown, of everything that's dissolving. So it's a natural time. It, it's very important, I think, and for each of us to, and the last thought I have to tie this in for us to talk about is if we're in balsamic and it's a reflection and we're going internal in order to garner what we have learned and what we have sprouted on any level and therefore to begin to fathom those new little, because uh, you know, a lot of bulbs will, re will rebuild another, I mean, they develop a, a new growth, like whether it's a cactus and it gets a new little baby, like an olivera or or a, a daffodil. You know, it brings a new. Many plants will re replicate themselves in that process. So we have a new seed happening. Is what I'm getting at. To go mm -hmm. back, is that this internal process is so important. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's so much outward, you know, with the energy that we have with these with these squares and and the the, the struggles that people are having, just outwardly, it's it's really making it. I don't know. That's not really because planets don't make us do anything, but I just feel it's adding to the difficulty of being able to be retrospective and introspective. You know, it's it's just there's so. Um, I, I think that's to me to me that is what the factions are is those mm. that are willing to be introspective versus those that are not or willing or unable you know to to that's be interesting. And I think that's yeah. a lot yeah. we're at the core of the conflict the very well, very is yeah. it you no know, going back and amanda you had mentioned about i'm tying the two of you guys together of course and that is is that pluto back to pluto in capricorn the last big i mean all, it, we had that stellium just a year ago in 2020 yeah. uh, in january of Pluto for the next 38 years with Saturn. And there was like, I was going to say 10, but there weren't, there were like seven planets in Capricorn or six. It was a lot, but now it's, it's, it's still Pluto in Capricorn, which is our transformational. It wants soul growth. It wants us to, to purge what isn't that the same idea that reflect that idea that get rid of that skin, whether it's a snake skin an eggshell, whatever it is, it's binding, become that butterfly, you know, the whole idea of transformation and um uh yeah you know what well and can i go I, ahead can please. we go circle back to the um the pluto in capricorn it's like it's breaking down that structure or societal structure and it's breaking down this um this hierarchy we have where 
there's no longer one authority that we go to for information and truth. Yeah. That coupled with yes. Neptune and Pisces, which like, you know, there's just, it's hard to tell what the truth is. I feel like that is a big part as well of, as in terms of what people, what are we willing to believe? And there's no one place that people are going anymore. There's so much information out there and it's hard and, to tell what the truth is. And yeah. it's, it's splitting people. And oh, the moon, I love it. And the moon, right? In, isn't it in the third? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Third in the house third of communication. communication. So we have, we have yes. lost our... That, yes oh my gosh that is so yeah. well, the, okay. and, and the moon in the third as well it's like it's for the u.s it's so important for us to have freedom of speech like that's yes. just so like a, an emotional need for us as a yeah. country. and our neighbors our neighbors it's environment it's our close in the cities the counties you know these different layers of 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 judicial um, order and and rules and everything where it's a total renegotiation re I, I suddenly thought yeah. of something though i remember from an earlier conversation because music i mean we have a lot of emphasis in music of pisces and taurus and just astrologically relate so strongly to music i mean uranus just astrologically if we're grounding it in uranus is in taurus for the next five years and pisces is going to be for the next six year or four or five years all two in pisces and so and and right now jupiter the, the expansion is still in pisces and will come back to finish its cycle as of new year's eve something just prior to that meaning susie you had mentioned about because i'm thinking we don't know it's right we don't know the truth and we need a new way of connecting to each other and talking and i remember in my we all have our favorite music from when we were in our teens and 20s. It seems like through the 20s, it's like your music. It's like, wow, I loved it. And I love music to begin with, but somehow it resonates. And you learn what people are talking about through music. At least in the 70s, there was a lot of music that made so much sense. It was like, or 60s was like, yeah, that's what they're thinking. And that's what I'm thinking. And that's what because it connotes beyond it's part of that unknown factor you know the poetry so well it's very neptunian because somebody might write a song about their cat but everybody in the world thinks it's about their girlfriend or their boyfriend <laughs> or, you know i mean I, I, that's like legit we don't you know when you find out where these songs came from you're like oh wow my life is over now i just like <laughs> i always thought that was about love or you know yeah um, but but yeah, so I mean, it is, you know, inherently Neptunian, obviously, but so um, it could be a bridge yeah. is what I'm getting to, because it could be a new connection to kind of get through that because you had asked what or it might be world music. Yeah, because we do go back to who is yes. this group of like taking this in thinking, breaking down social structure, not having the authority, because why do listening that's the other thing really listening maybe to other people in the other parts of the world or right within our own country here listening to different groups that are banding together that are trying to speak well, well think about what's oh go ahead go ahead amanda no go ahead and i'll, no, I'll just chime say, in podcasts after. are huge now people want to hear people talking right but that's such a new relatively new form or, or, or it's 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 gaining such popularity and independent music that's what we were talking about before was yeah. independent artists are you know they're they're 
they're eliminating all the middleman, you know, of the big corporate conglomerate record companies. That Pluto and, and Capricorn breaking it down. Yeah. Breaking it down. Yeah. yeah. Third house. Yeah. Third house has, has to do with all that stuff. You know, it's, it, it's our information as a country, how we get our information, radio, TV, it's the post office is ruled by the third house. Media. Um, yes. You know, inter, the internet, everything. So yeah, we're breaking it all down. Also schools and board of education. Look what's going oh, on. With boy, school. are they having a tough time mm-hmm. of it. I just feel for parents and the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to mention um, just about the uh, Aquarius, uh, when it's an integrated archetype, it's pulling in that heart from Leo because it's on that Leo Aquarius axis. So it's got to integrate both sides of the continuum. And so that heart is part of that, um, that real humanitarian quality that Aquarius brings where it just really wants to help the world and help and find um, the best for everybody. And you would know you are a Leo. And I remember, (laughs) yes, we had a wonderful podcast. I think it was 2018, maybe 19, maybe 18, where you were talking about Leo. So for any that go back, because we do keep all the archives, you know, we were podcast before 19 and we're still a podcast. Susie, yes. You, if I if, if uh-huh. I didn't break your inspiration of heart no. and Leo, well, it is true. You know, if I think that is Aquarius is that's a very important factor. It is a mental sign. It's an air sign, and it can get so caught up in how the group that it can think of how to elevate. And I think with air signs, get practical and rationalize and whatnot. There's part of that in their abstraction uh, away from the heart of that's really the, the feeling, the caring, the connection. Yeah. So that's, that's really when we get into the shadow Aquarius, when we're just so cut off from, from the emotion, which is one of the challenges for an Aquarius moon. It's not, it's not a natural placement for the moon to be an Aquarius. Well, it's hard. It's hard to be one for all and yet still one for one. You know, it's 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 very yeah. challenging. I, I understand. Well, and that. and Sue, like you were saying earlier, it's a, a an Aquarius moon is a trauma signature. And what I have often seen in charts is that it's not that people with Aquarius moons are unfeeling or um, don't have emotions. It's that they have other indicators in the chart that show that they are so extremely sensitive and the moon being in an Aquarius um, is a sign that they, there was a need to really just fully detach from the emotions in order to kind of keep going and surviving. Or so, objectify, to objectify. Yes. Cause detach is like not engaged. So it, because it can get so personal, the moon, you're right. That it becomes all-encompassing and you have to process in a moon that's part of that's all this whole age phase and sometimes there's 12 that are spoken about because it's a developmental process and it's not always a success to the from the beginning and um from a moon perspective there's no end to processing i mean potentially it's a very individualistic thing each plant has its own timing but when we come to people and societies there's all these different layers, as we mentioned, and factors. So, yes, it's a it it 
has it's understandable so now is a good time to reflect on who's on the team and what is the team and and instead of and to embrace the viewpoints that can help build it from another angle because you know we are a much bigger nation than we were back in 1776 it was 13 colonies at best and it was on one side of the of the states I don't know, not maybe as big as Europe, but we are a whole lot bigger now with a whole lot more development. I don't know how we've done it as long as we have. You know, oh. it, it, this reminds me so much, though, too. Uh, something else I wanted to just add to the mix is, is something to consider. It, um, I, I, Brene Brown talks about the group and how, um, you know, connecting in a group, the, the, there's always that... Um, that concern or that danger that forming too tight knit a group is eliminates other people, you know, and keeping that mm. in, in mind. Um, and oh, and yeah. so, um, you know, when we get inclusive, but only with people who think like us or who act like us or whatever, you know, we're, we're consistently excluding. Yeah. Others. That's such a, that's such a dance for Aquarius too, because it it's is. so like, the more you try to include, there is some kind of fallout to it. And so what's, yeah, what, so what's the answer? Don't in, don't be don't include. Allow maybe you know. Yeah, and I got maybe it, just, I got just, it. just just that. Sorry. Okay, go ahead, Sue. Well, you got I was going to say. <laughs> I think so because I'm always remembering with any sign there is that grand cross and in this case we're talking fixed so yeah it has a polarity of leo but it also has scorpio and and taurus which are so different that are like that tension like we we're talking about the first quarter and the last quarter of a square of that 90 degrees that's saying let's resolve this you know and sometimes it can be a a battle of it can be a battle but usually hopefully that battle many times it does as we had said sometimes they add it brings something positive even though through maybe a destructive form we we make lemonade out of lemons right but what i'm getting at is is that they are not they are uh water and earth based you know it's a whole different structure. Taurus and Scorpio, you mean? Yes. And right now, of course, we have those energies. There's always those energies. But Uranus is in Taurus. And, of course, it does bring in the polarity of Scorpio. But what I'm getting at is, is that tying in with what you guys were saying, like the limitation of the group. Because there are other factors of making a group. And I think going back to the soul process of who we are, what are the values? That's what Uranus wants in, in Venus. What are our values? Which can get to the heart and it can, you know, it all ties in in different angles. Well, and what I wanted to say was that maybe the answer to that issue around inclusivity and exclusion is with Aquarius is just to always never to rest on your laurels with it because it's a fixed sign. It wants it wants to like say, okay, this is, this is where we're at and never move again. And, um, and that's just not, that's just not going to help the process. And so continuing to move towards that innovation that Aquarius is so good at and, and feeling into that and kind of just, uh, 
allowing yourself to evolve. And I think that's part of what Uranus and Taurus is, is doing for Aquarius right now as well with the square. Yeah, and feeling, really, it is true. Aquarius, everybody has feeling. Aquarius certainly has a lot of feeling. They just multiply it sometimes by the whole group. And so it is a matter of coming back in and, and going through those feelings. It, it's a matter of um, acceptance and surrender, you know, all this that goes into other energies here in order to see the truth, to see the authenticity. You know, yeah, that's what I'm hoping with this class I'm going to do with Laura Tads. And we have a few minutes. <laughs> Okay, a few minutes. Oh, next week will be the Moonbeam team. One minute. We'll be talking. And <laughs> I am with, right now, Cosmic Collaboration. And I have Amanda Pierce of Seattle and Susie Wright, Care Wright of Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in Hawaii over here. And go to Talk Cosmos. Check out everybody's websites if you want to connect. We have on sites and you can subscribe and keep connected when we keep returning. So this has been wonderful. Who is our family? Maybe music will show us the way. And to remember, it is that inclusiveness. We have something to hear and listen to each other. Yeah. Any final thoughts about Aquarius or Aquarius moon from anyone? It's brilliant. <laughs> it, there's, that, there's that potential for brilliance with, with Aquarius. And that's that's definitely one of the the higher well, aspects of it. If we go back to the United States with Benjamin Franklin, the great, you know, ambassador to France and and and, and with the whole de declaration, and he had the kite and he learned about electricity. Well, what did electricity do? It opened up the world. It showed everything. Do we have a good memory or not? Then it shuts it off. Like, what did we see? <laughs> we'll have to get past yes. the rumors of what we saw. Yeah. <laughs> We're ripe for more innovation uh, in the States right now. Mm. Yeah, there are seeds. I love it. Awesome. This has been lovely. Thank you, ladies. Yes. Thank yeah. you both. Love Thank chatting you, with you. <laughs> and we love our audience. Thank you. And Nathan. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.